0: You are all welcome to pick your brain. In this podcast, we are going through something about brains. As a first podcast topic, I wanted to choose a topic that makes me really excited, which is neuroplasticity. I believe that in the first phase, it seems like so complicated, but when you're just going through deeply. It's okay to understand and it's not that hard, but it's so important and it has a lot of features, so you should learn a lot. And it's the the aim of the picker brain. We want to encourage people to learn more. So let's start with a basic definition of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is reorganizing, changing the function and structure of the nervous system and growing neural networks through the experience of learning and brain damage. Without this ability, no brain, not just a human brain, like any brain, can develop from infancy to adulthood or recover from any brain injury. So, at this point, we were separated into two mechanisms. The first one is functional plasticity and the second second one is structural plasticity. Functional plasticity is the brain's ability to move functions from a damaged area of the brain to the other undamaged areas. So for the structural, plasticity is the brain's ability to change its physical structure as a result of learning. But if we want to make it specific, the things that can result from neuroplasticity are stress, exercise, social interaction, have you heard about social battery so we can understand it, emotions, meditation and even more. So how does this neuroplasticity work? I I believe that is the you know the complicated part of it but I believe you can understand it. It's not, not that that hard you should just focus on, and we'll keep going. The mechanisms that drive neuroplasticity are diverse and complex, involving various molecular, cellular, and systems-level process. Some of the key factors and processes that contribute to neuroplasticity include long-term potentiation (LTP). LTP is a cellular process that strengthens the connections between neurons. It occurs when two neurons repeatedly activate each other, resulting in an increased in efficiency of signal transmissions across the synapse. Then, synaptic pruning. During the development and through our life, the brain eliminates unused or weak connections between neurons through a process called synaptic pruning. This allows for the refu- refinement of neuronal circuits and the elimination of unnecessary connections, making the remaining connections more efficient. Then, axonal sprouting. After injury or in response to learning, the brain can generate new branches from existing neurons. These new branches can form connections with other neurons, creating alternative pathways to compensate for loss function or to support new learning. Then. Functional reorganization. In the case of brain injury or sensory deprivation, nearby brain regions can take on functions of the damaged or deprived areas. This process is known as functional reorganization and can enable individuals to regain certain loss abilities. And as last, environmental fact- factors and experience. External factors such as learning, environmental arrangements, and exposure to novel experiences can significantly influence neuroplasticity. Engaging in challenging and stimulating activities, occurring new skills, and maintaining an active and social lifestyle can promote the growth and maintenance of neural, neural connections. It's okay to have neuroplasticity. It might happen while you are listening to this podcast. We can know. It's a long and complicated process. But we are encouraged to learn more. Take care.